Grand jury just ordered the conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay at least $965 million, yes, just under a billion, to the people who suffered from his false claims that the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was a hoax. Today's verdict comes two months after a Texas jury awarded nearly $50 million to the parents of another child killed in the 2012 attack. The components of the Trump narrative are vast, complex, dumb, and bizarre to say the least. But the long-term effects that his presidency has had on this country and the ripple effects within the news and culture we all ingest is profound. Now, I could joke at times about the absurdity of Trump, but bubbling beneath the surface is a lot of hate, malice, vitriol, and violence by some of his followers. Trump's philosophy, say anything, do anything, lie, steal, cheat to win, that ethos has had ramifications and might have already shattered our fragile democracy. This week when the verdict against Alex Jones came down and the headline was that the damages he would have to pay was close to a billion dollars, I hope it was a sign that sheer lunacy lies, conspiracy theories, and just plain hate is unacceptable. And to the families of those children in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, who fought for 10 years to see this through, I commend them and their lawyers that they buried this cocksucker in what will hopefully be a future of being chased for his money, his houses, his cars, with no relent. This has been... uh obviously a nightmare from from beginning to end and and it's not over how did you feel today hearing the verdict i don't even know if i can speak to the moment just like for myself because i was so concentrated on what this meant for everybody that was has been in this with me and remember that it's not just the families that are on this lawsuit that have been victims of alex jones there are numberless amount of people in this country, even his own listeners, that have fallen victim to Alex Jones. So I think this number represents more than just us. I think what the jury came back with today represents the amount of damage that he has done to us as families of Sandy Hook, to other people, and to a nation. Alex Jones and his unrepentant lies, bullshit, and freak show is a testament to let's call it the Trump era. An era where the idea of truth was assaulted. It was basically thrown out the window. And for the people who come out and defend Alex Jones behind the idea of free speech, well, fuck you too. I'm all for free speech in its extremes. But in terms of these young children who were murdered, there is a link. Jones made many podcasts, TV shows, radio shows, and said it was a conspiracy theory, a hoax. It didn't actually happen. It was some false flag operation. That, to me, might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard come out of anyone associating with the far right in this country. A form of psychosis. That's what InfoWars founder Alex Jones is saying caused him to believe events like the Sandy Hook massacre were staged. During a recent sworn deposition as part of a defamation lawsuit against him, Jones said that the trauma of the media and corporations lying made him believe that everything was a conspiracy. 
And I'm, you know, I myself you know, almost had like a form of psychosis back in the past where I basically thought everything was staged. The personal worry that I have inside politics and where this is all headed is I can't believe how extreme and how extremely stupid this is all gotten. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Getz, Lauren Boebert, Paul Gosar, and Andy Biggs here in Arizona. Their views and how they look at our country makes you scratch your fucking head. But these people were actually elected. And there are humans among us that believe in Jewish space lasers. That the election was rigged and it's okay to storm the Capitol, kill cops. But also, you support cops, right? You're Republican, you support the blue, back the blue. The fuck out of here. But to, to ruin Alex Jones, he didn't build his Infowars on, on that. Right. He, he built it on a lot of other news. Right. And Alex Jones has been right pretty much most of the time. Of course Marjorie Taylor Greene would defend Alex Jones. They are two peas in a pod here. That's what really makes her and Alex Jones so comparable. Because just as she's attacking victims of the Parkland shooting, Alex Jones was willing to attack the victims and their families of the Sandy Hook shooting. And that really, I think, speaks to a deep insidiousness in people's character. Not only that they'll believe anything, not only that they'll discredit victims, but the fact that they're willing to do that and they want to make that their brand, that she took pride in doing that. Something that through friends of mine who survived that incident in Parkland have admitted that has them up for years and maybe the rest of their life. That is deeply traumatic and unnerving. Nobody should ever have to experience that. I know that Alex Jones is an extreme example, but let's be real. Alex Jones is reportedly worth at least $150 million. He owns five houses in Texas. Sky has made a business out of living inside the extremes. But why? Why the fuck did he decide to go after something like the Sandy Hook shooting? For a guy who was worth that much money, he couldn't have thought it would end well. Does anyone in the Republican base support his theories or his analysis? How have we gotten to a point in this country where this guy is still working or is able to even have any platform? I know that YouTube, Facebook, and some others, the obvious platforms have banned him, but he seems, even after the verdict, to be doubling down. But doubling down on what? A Connecticut jury has penalized Alex Jones for the cruelty he inflicted to the tune of $965 million. The whole thing was fake. Jones spawned a conspiracy of lies about the Sandy Hook massacre, claiming it was a hoax played out by actors. Today on his show, Jones begged his viewers for donations while mocking the jury's verdict. 80 million, 100 million, blah, blah. You get a million, you get 100 million, you get a 50 million. I was reading and researching some of the trial transcripts in Connecticut and that the lawyer stated that every time Alex Jones mentioned the Sandy Hook shooting on his show, his social media engagement went up by 50%. That is just a sick fucking testament to the filth, brainwashing that has gone on inside this country. How would anyone believe that Sandy Hook was a hoax? I'm all for a good conspiracy theory, and I don't trust anyone that works for the government. But again, there has to be a line of decency. But if anything, Jones has proved there's billions to be made on the fringe 
The fringe in our day and age is where the business is. As federal agents zeroed in on January 6th, Up your Alex, Jones! Alex Jones' influence was on display. His own employees face criminal charges from an InfoWars editor who streamed the riot. To InfoWars host Owen Schroyer, who was right by Jones' side. At least 20 of those arrested either worked under Alex Jones, appeared on his show, or followed his content. The mother of one rioter told a judge her son believes everything Alex Jones has to say. Another rioter, who allegedly tased a police officer, told FBI agents Alex Jones inspired his journey. Two men linked to Jones face the most serious charges filed in the January 6th riot, seditious conspiracy. Oath Keeper founder Stuart Rhodes, a frequent InfoWars guest whose phone contained an encrypted chat that included Jones, and former InfoWars reporter and Proud Boys leader Joe Biggs, who pushed his way through the police lines into the Capitol. But CNN has learned that January 6th select committee investigators want to know about Jones' ties to extremists now charged with conspiring against the government. The most sickening thing that I read was that Jones urged his followers to harass the Sandy Hook families. And he defined them as crisis actors. Just saying that. Just having to write that passage for this podcast makes me a certain kind of angry. Anger fused with sadness. That we don't put people like Alex Jones in jail, under the jail. These civil verdicts hopefully will hurt him. Hopefully. It will bury him personally. But something tells me in the American legal system, Jones will appeal. He'll declare bankruptcy, which he already has. He'll take his hundreds of millions and social media views and probably move his money offshore. He'll do what he has to do to spread hate. But why? You got five houses. You probably have some money buried someplace. Just go away. Stop feeding the flames of hate inside this country. It isn't helping anyone. I mean, I hope some people watched some of the testimony in this mm -hmm. case. Um, what Alex Jones did to these families was to terrorize them. Um, they got death threats. Their children's graves were urinated on. Some of these families were harassed so much by these conspiracy theorists who believed that these parents had faked the death of their children, that they had to move um, their home several times to escape the harassment. Uh, and so Alex Jones deserves everything that's coming to him. But I guess my only concern is this um, I just don't think we can you know celebrate um, the, the the takedown of Alex Jones because somebody else is just going to take his place until the Republican Party right. and the right wing fully expunges these conspiracy theorists from these ranks there's an audience for what Alex Jones is putting out there Alex Jones made a decision that if he preached the apocalypse he could then sell gear books food supplements whatever the fuck you need in an apocalypse. And in America, we actually allowed this bullshit. And people out there spent their hard-earned money. It's a brilliant business plan on his part. With these civil trials, my hope is twofold. The first being that words of hate, words of conspiracy, and a calculated plan to profit from misery can and will be held accountable in a court of law. But we need to go further because the craziness, the crazies, the rhetoric continues to heighten year after year. 
And inside Washington, D.C., there's a growing sector of politicians who feed into this and actually have power, real power. People voted for them, thousands of people. Tonight, former President Obama sounding the alarm on the dangers of disinformation. In his lengthy speech today at Stanford, the backyard of Silicon Valley, he warned that tech platforms have been central to dividing us, spreading lies and endangering democracy as we know it. With us tonight, Clint Watts, West Point graduate, Army veteran, and former FBI special agent. He's also a distinguished research fellow at the Foreign Policy Research Institute with a focus on terrorism, counterterrorism, social media influence, and Russian disinformation. Always good to see you, Clint. Help us get this into context. Is the situation as dire as the former president put it? I think it is. I think one of the things we've learned over the last six to seven years is that people are are too often choosing the information that suits what they want to hear from people that look like them and talk like them. It's their digital tribes. And this has led to things like uh, the erosion of trust in vaccines or, or, or public health officials. We've seen it with our election infrastructure and the integrity of the vote. We've also seen it in terms of how foreign adversaries essentially use information to manipulate us, to try and convince us things that aren't true. So across the board, I think the situation is quite dire. And as this uh, phenomenon of disinformation, misinformation continues, it becomes very difficult to hold together the institutions of democracy. The battle is on inside social media where information and lies are spread rapidly without any consequences. New technology can alter video and audio in a way where you can't tell what is true or made up. And artificial intelligence is growing rapidly. Yet, we have antiquated systems of law, of government, law enforcement, you name it. Our leaders have not caught up to the on the ground reality that is causing these massive ripple effects across Main Street and inside our own personal technology bubbles. All of this perfect storm of events in some respect can be attributed to our buddy Donnie. I mean, most people on the fringe probably say, well, shit, if the president can act like a vulgarian mixed with a fucking clown, why can't I do that? And secondly, if someone like Alex Jones can make hundreds of millions of dollars, or hundreds of millions of people will watch his videos and listen to him? Well, for me, the answer is very simple. We're lost at sea, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not sure, as of right now, we can course correct. In an unexpected move today, the House Select Committee investigating the events on January 6th voted to subpoena former President Donald Trump. The move will likely be the last major action from the panel before the upcoming midterm elections. The committee's aim is to question the former president about his actions leading up to the attack on the U.S. Capitol two years ago. The move will also likely set off a new court battle. To help us make sense of all of this, I'm joined by our congressional correspondent, Lisa Desjardins. Lisa, good to see you. Let's start with the news out of today's hearing, the subpoena of the former president. What does it mean and what do we know about why the committee chose to do this now? That's right. On this ninth hearing for the committee, they voted nine to nothing to subpoena the former president in relation to January 6th. And this is all part of a case that the committee has been focused on since the beginning, centering around the former president. 
they've laid out that case throughout these hearings and today again, as they say, a president who planned months ahead of time to claim that the election would be stolen from him and then uh, encouraged a mob to attack the Capitol and try to bring other U.S. officials in line with him to try and overturn the results of the election.